I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. morning, you're listening to The Arts House on Cork's 96FM and C103. It's Elmarie Maugh at the microphone with you until 10. Connor Tallon's also here, ready to go. Absolutely, having an artful time this morning. Artful? Great, yeah, and a great view out the window. And I'm looking at a lovely <laughs> picture in front of me here as well. This week's work oh, of the week. Oh, Jeekers, there's lovely compliments first thing. <laughs> Absolutely, oh yes. Well, you are, you are I an am oil. a picture of loveliness. You are an oil painter. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, we're getting into trouble here now. Anyway, let's move on. You're talking about the work of the week. Absolutely. Not the work of my life. (laughs) (laughs) This week's work of the week is by George Mounsey Wheatley Atkinson. And it's a view view of a naval frigate off Hall Bolin, painted in 1845. And it's great to have work of the week back in action again this week. Isn't it? And it's great to be talking about Cork's maritime history, of course, in the Crawford. And what a fantastic collection they have there. And it's only kind of obviously recently we were talking about how... It was the port building on the quay side. It was the customs house, basically. It was the customs, yes. So, uh, fantastic. We'll be looking forward to that a little bit later on. Joining us live later on, we'll be talking to Niall Wolfe and Ryan Morgan, who are going to be telling us about a fantastic concert called Sunday Serenade, which is taking place in the Mal Arts Centre in Yall. We're also going to be chatting about uh, the West Cork Chamber Music Festival, and we're going to be talking about the Italian Film Festival. I mean, it is... Well, yeah, practically festival kicks off Festival City um, with the last while and we're, it's just getting better and better. Do you know, it's almost like nothing had happened over the last couple of years. Everything is back in action. Everywhere where I go, I hear music being played live. It's like, yeah, the and city gigs are is kicking out. and the gigs are sitting out. You know, like Cork Opera House. Last night, yeah. you were part of a queue to get into a classical <laughs> <laughs> Well, yes, yeah, Friday night, of course, the Opera House was sold out raising money for Ukraine. But there was yeah. so many stuff, so much stuff still happening all around the place. Last night, we went to see uh, the Fleischmann Symphony Orchestra in St. Finbar. Cathedral and you know when we were chatting to Keith Pascoe about it on the programme a few weeks ago he was saying look they weren't going to do ticket sales putting people under pressure just come on the night turn up at the door buy your ticket on the way in the queue (laughs) it was just something else to see a queue for a classical concert and everyone was so happy the sun was shining we weren't queuing in the rain we were queuing in warm sunny evening on our way into the magnificence of that building that is St. Finbar's and, uh, you know, by we were kind of shuffling along, to be fair. We joined the queue outside the gate and, you know, shuffled our way along bit by bit uh, as far as the door. And when we got as far as the door, my mum said to me, oh, turn and have a quick look behind you there before we go in. I turned around and the queue was still all the way out the gate behind us. And was it worth it? 
the Fleischmann Symphony Orchestra last night just gave us a royal treat, exactly as Keith predicted on the programme here a couple of weeks ago. It was just fantastic. We have a couple of more brilliant orchestral concerts coming up in Cork in the next while. But seeing as um, Zita was just telling us, the forecast for today is beautiful, sunny spells and dry weather. Why not start off in that summer mood with some music from Anya Whelan? You bring out the sun. One of my favourite songs of all time. I make no apologies for this one. But it makes me happy.
Oh, it, like I said, it just makes me happy. I don't know how long I have that album of Anya Whelan's. It's an album she brought out a good number of years ago called Between the Moon and Mercury. And, you know, I think that particular song may indeed have been a collaboration, a co-write with Mary Green. I stand to be corrected on that. And I know Anya has done a number of collaborative albums and I know she's teaching in the School of Music and I know she's super busy. But when I hear that album, I just think it's such a shame she didn't follow it up with a second album in that line of just her own music and her own songs because, God, that girl is talented. Aren't we so lucky with the talent we have all around the place? And I know uh, since January when we've been playing a special attention, I guess, to playing music from Cork and Cork artists and singer-songwriters. It's just been such a joyful explosion of celebration, really, of the talent and the creation that is all around us. Still open, you know, for suggestions and requests uh, for new singer-songwriters, if you have music that is radio-friendly and would be wonderful here in the Arts House on a Sunday morning, absolutely. Click through the website to the pages and uh, get in touch with us. You can also text or WhatsApp Connor or myself while we're on air any Sunday morning to 0833 96 96 96. And maybe you don't know any singer-songwriters or musicians. You just love music. Well, what makes you happy? You know, it's always great to have suggestions to the playlist. So that's one of my kind of happy songs. What are your happy songs? Let us know because we'll be making a, a happy summer collection. I suppose kicking off really once the June weekend hits and we want lots of that to populate and pepper our playlist here on a Sunday morning. So what makes you happy? What are the songs we should be adding to that? And uh, it doesn't matter whether they're songs from the movies, uh, songs from other countries. Are you a fan of world music? Do you want me to, uh, I suppose, play more classical? You know, what's what's your choice? You're the listeners and, you know, you drive a lot of this as well. So the text and WhatsApp, as always, is 0833 96 96 96. Now, speaking of classical... Um, if you look onto the West Cork Music website, you will see that the West Cork Chamber Music Festival kicks off again this year on the 24th of June. And it is live and in person, which is just such a cause for celebration. And it is always a pleasure to talk to the festival's director, Francis Humphreys. But a special joy when I called him the other day. Francis, this is kind of a monumental phone call, really, because this marks the return in person of the West Cork Chamber Music Festival. And I was laughing because in the opening sentence of the material that I was reading, it was basically saying, this is your third time creating a 25th festival programme. Boy! Yeah, Yeah, we have a programme, as you know, we have a full programme in... 2020. Then in whatever it was, March the 12th, shortly afterwards, we had to cancel. I think we had taken two-thirds of our bookings by then. So that was a massive operation, repaying all that and then putting together a kind of emergency online program. And then the same thing again in 21. I mean, the same idea that I've got this year of having huge numbers of events so that we don't get too crowded. I read that further down the list. And before we get on to the logistics of how you've organised it, though, I think it's worth saying publicly once again, Francis, because a lot of people may not have known or may have forgotten that you were one of the, I suppose, leaders at the time in the very early stages of the lockdown and the whole pandemic first. When you were forced to cancel the festival in 2020, and you did go online, you did so and you paid 
the musicians. You created paid oh, employment yeah. online, yeah. which was, you know, you were one of the leaders in that whole sphere and whole field at the time. And I know that, in fact, a lot of people, you talk there about trying to refund tickets to everybody who uh, had bought them already, even by March. There were a lot of people who wanted you to keep the money in order to continue funding the musicians and that sort of thing and who who left their ticket money with you because they believe and love the festival so much, which was really just such a tremendous thing in those early days. And that that was a big boost, big boost. That would have been your 25th anniversary. So we've gone through the wormhole and here we are. So this is what we're calling the 25th anniversary then, because... Yes, the online ones don't... I mean, they were a huge amount of work, but they don't really count. You know, they yeah. were online. They weren't a festival as such. They were a series of online concerts. But yes, people were hugely supportive. And I must put in a, 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 a word there for the government, and in particular, the Minister for Arts. I mean, they really did stand by us, said, keep your funding, look after your musicians. So that's what we did, you know. But it was important to do that, yeah. I know, I know you say that, um, but you always have. You've always done it from the moment you collect them at the airport or arrange the transport down to Bantry to right the way around the town. They literally become part and parcel of family life, town life, the social life in Bantry for the duration of the Chamber Music Festival. And that's one of the reasons why you do have people ordinarily booking tickets from so many countries abroad to come down to West Cork to savour chamber music in the most beautiful surroundings. So you're telling me then as well that the core of the festival programme is built around four top international string quartets. And you stayed in touch with them, of course, right the way through lockdown as well. But they're finally coming to West Cork. Yeah, I mean, the thing with string quartets, you have to book them years in advance. Mm. They're all they're all very busy. But yes, um, so we've the Pavelhaus from Prague, who are playing mostly Czech music. Janacek, Dvorak, Martinu, Suk. Uh, I'm sure there are others that I'm forgetting. And then the Signum Quartet from Germany. And their big thing this year is, well, they have a number of big things, but the, the main one is all six quartets in Haydn's Opus 20. He wrote 70-odd quartets, I think. I mean, nobody has equaled him since. (laughs) But anyhow, um, and they're all fantastic. That's the extraordinary thing about him. But anyhow, so there's these uh, six early Haydn quartets, and then they're playing a lot of Schubert, and people always love Schubert, of course. And then we have Donnell. Yes, well, the Donnell are playing Feinberg. But Donnell, I don't know, do I go into the Weinberg story now? Or do you want that later? <laughs> <laughs> Tell us a Weinberg story now. Why not? Yeah, Francis? I mean, Weinberg was a Polish Jew. To be a Polish Jew in Warsaw in 1939 was not a good idea, as the Nazis rolled in. So he, he ran the Russian border, which was actually uh, Belarus then. I mean, all these borders have changed. But anyhow, so he, and he got to Belarus and got enrolled in the Minsk conservatoire there, whereupon Hitler invaded. So he had to do a runner for the Caucasus, you know, where they yeah. sent all the composers. So he escaped Hitler twice, by the skin of his teeth in both cases. I mean, the stories are extraordinary. <laughs> How, uh, what kind of guardian angel was, was looking over him, I do not know. And then, then come the 1940s, as he was a Jew, suddenly Stalin turned against the Jews. And he was arrested and he would have been sent to the gulags or executed. But luckily, Stalin died. <laughs> so when was this? 1953. Uh, he spent his life composing. He felt some, for some reason I was chosen. And the only thing I can do is compose. 
So he just put his head down and composed work after work after work, symphonies, operas, string quartets, works for solo instruments. He wrote a work for solo bassoon that we're featuring. You know, people, most composers don't write works for solo bassoons <laughs> or solo double bass and mm. things like that. He was, I mean, absolutely extraordinary. And the Donnell Quartet have been instrumental in his revival in Europe. He was completely unknown. The only reason people knew about him was that he was a friend of Shostakovich. And the Donnell set about recording all his quartets, which they did, and they had done a few cycles around the world. And as you know, years ago, we did a, we did a Shostakovich cycle. You know, they'd come from New York, Paris, London, Bantry. <laughs> and the same with the Weinberg cycle. That's been done in, in major concert halls all around the world. But of course, it's not complete till it's been done in Bantry as well. So that's my little spiel about Feinberg and the Donnell Quartet. Wow, wow. that um, is something else. And The extraordinary thing about him is he wrote his first quartet in 1938 and his last quartet in 1988. That's 50 years. 50 years. years. Wow. A lifetime of one of the most terrifying parts of the world he put down in music. And one of the things he said, you know, when he was locked up, he told about, he told the story of being locked up to a friend of his later in life. And, and uh, he said, don't publish this. It's going to happen again, Da Capo. And here we are. God. 30 years later, Russia's doing exactly the same thing again. Da Capo is right. And you know that that also yeah, kind yeah. of a little bit ties into an, a little nugget of a theme through the, the Doric Quartets program? Yes. Uh, doing the Bartok. That wasn't planned for Doric to do mm. the Bartok Quartet, but then I discovered that they're doing it at Wigmore Hall and they're doing it at Aubra Festival. And I know how difficult it is for string quartets to carry huge amounts of repertoire. And the fact that they had, we had planned to do it with another, with a Dutch quartet called the Ragazza, which was planned for last year, but they weren't booked for this year. And then the Doric said, I said, well, yeah, I guess you'd like to do the Bartok cycle. And that does actually mean that we're covering, I mean, Bartok wrote his first quartet, I think, before the First World War. So you're actually, we've covered the whole 20th century. Wow, yeah. Because he wrote his last quartet in, in 1939, just as Weinberg was writing his second or third, second quartet, I think. The thing that I take away from this music is the energy it gives you. A lot of people talk about how difficult Bartok is, but the energy he generates from those works is quite extraordinary people get kind of bogged down in the fact that it's difficult or sounds a bit <laughs> a bit weird but actually if you just sit back and let and let that energy flow into you it's extraordinary um how powerful they are listen i i just cannot yeah. recommend it enough if people literally want an escape then the west cork chamber music gives you an escape into a million adventures i mean besides all of that i'm just looking here francis at the program and if i take for example monday the 27th of june as a random example that i've just scrolled onto here it's day four and your description of it gives a flavor to people who may have never traveled down to the festival before besides the morning talks the master classes the coffee concerts the series the evening concerts and everything it is on that one day you have a world premiere dedicated to an astrophysicist, solo works for bassoon and viola, a premiere from Irene Buckley, vocal chamber music by Britton Schubert and Vaughan Williams, solo piano recital, the first of the Weinberg string quartet cycle, Bartok from the Doric, the crash ensemble and late night Schubert and all sorts. 
That is, I haven't even finished reading everything. And that's just one day. And like if people come yeah. down to Bantry for the festival, first of all, it's absolutely recommended to go onto the website for the West Cork Chamber Music Festival. Simply Google West Cork Music and it'll bring it to you. And then on any random day that suits your calendar, you will find whether uh, there's a coffee concert or a, a morning interview with some musicians that you might be interested in incorporating into a day or any of the main evening concerts from Bantry House to St. Brendan's Church. Uh, there's literally something happening almost every single day from 10 o'clock in the morning until midnight. Yes, that's always been the plan. That's what we've always tried to do. We've just put in a few extra concerts this year. <laughs> <laughs> a few. <laughs> <laughs> well, to make you know, up for the last years as well. You know, I mean, it's a celebration of music again. Yes. You know, celebration of live music. Yeah. Uh, that's, that's, that's what the Bantry Festival is about. And, and played by the very best you can find everywhere. And the incredible thing now is how good the young musicians are, wherever they're from, whether they're from Ireland or Holland or London or anywhere in the world. They are fabulous. The standards are so high now. They are, but it's not, um, it's also true of the festival that you have championed young musicians uh, through mentorship and master classes, and with the Vanbra as well. And you know, given these young rising stars, a very prestigious platform and a recognised platform for them too, which is you know a wonderful investment in the future generations of music to come. Now, listen, yeah, Francis, yeah. we can't yeah. possibly talk. You're putting much better than I would. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> we can't talk any more about it this morning, just for pure time constraints. But we do want to remind people that, you know, ordinarily when these kind of festivals happen, booking does start early and then it kind of goes to a little bit of a dribble and then there's always a last minute rush. So now is a good time to avoid the last minute rush by perusing the 24th of June to the 3rd of July. So the end of June into July to plan a trip to Bantry and incorporate even one event in the West Cork Chamber Music Festival to give yourself that time out that we're all talking about and to just go somewhere else, go somewhere else and travel with the music. So westcorkmusic.ie is the website and Francis, we'll chat more about some of the concerts as well coming up to the festival itself but in the meantime, avoid the lapse minute rush and get in there now with your tickets and thank you so much. Oh, great. Thank you for talking to me uh, Marie. It's always great to talk to you again. It's great to feel things happening again. Isn't it just? It's always great to talk to Francis. He is a mine of information. You know, I really enjoy kind of looking back at the history of music or the history of composers or what was happening in people's lives, you know, when they were, you you know, you forget like Beethoven got up and had his breakfast as well at one point, you know, when <laughs> went out to the shop. Um, the, you know, because there's all of these like revered gods in history. But you know, what was going on and who was who was having an affair with who what, and who was running Beethoven off with someone? Have for breakfast <laughs> buns. <laughs> um, but anyway, um, I can't. I don't know what to do with that. <laughs> I don't know what to do with that. We're going to take a quick break. We'll be heading to news <laughs> after this. The Arts House on Cork's 96FM and C103. Thanks a million, Zita. That's Zita Philpott in the newsroom. Now then, Connor has been taking a look at what's making the front pages of the papers in print today. Now, give, forgive me now if I'm going to jump back and forth between the tabloids and the broadsheets, but I'm literally going to literally have a peep at all the front pages. Okay. Um, and I'd like to start with... 
gardening and finish with gardening. Okay, good news all the way, okay. If you're looking at the Irish Mail on Sunday, they have a four-page special in the magazine called Create Your Own Ballymaloo Vegetable Patch. And uh, we'll finish with that idea as well. i just have a quick look at the business post on the front page there. Radical reforms are needed to slash dairy emissions. A report is warning that cap and trade system methane methods, right? Right. <laughs> And retirement schema are amongst measures being proposed. That's according to the front page of the Business Post. And one in nine Ukrainian refugees are working here within two months. So that's a couple of good stories there on the front page of the Business Post. The Sunday Independent and a few other papers are leading with the National Maternity Hospital just using the letters NMH. Okay, So the coalition to defy NMH critics and sign off on deal is on the Sunday Independent. And the Sunday Times deals with maternity hospital protest as Green TD considers opposing government. And the Irish Mail on Sunday leads with Fine Gael, quote, dirty tricks to blame for NMH row. Fianna Fáil sources say Minister Donnelly targeted in, quote again, coordinated campaign over St. Vincent's deal. Okay, and the Irish Sun on Sunday leads with uh, Maddie Monster and Secret Face Up. And the other stories on the Sunday Independent front page include an article by Brendan O'Connor saying that mass outrage is bad for your health. So, looking around and seeing what stories can be found on the inside of the papers, there's one here talking about the embarrassment for the Department of Defence as the aircraft, due to collect the T-shot, developed a fault and the government Learjet has been in operation for 17 years and the Learjet's reduced reliability has left the aircraft unavailable for 35% of the year. So there's an article about that. But anyway, on to what I wanted to talk about, which is the garden sector is raking in one and a half billion after Covid drive us all outdoors. Neve Horan tells us that Ireland's gardening sector, sector has blossomed in recent years thanks to working from home and outdoor socialising during the pandemic. And a new story by Board Bia shows that the hort- horticulture market was worth £1.5 billion last year. That's a 28% increase in 2020 and an 88% jump pre-pandemic levels. Spending on garden furniture, for instance, jumped from 50 million in 2018 to over 163 million in 2020. Okay. Well, we're going to be in that market because our garden table it, is falling apart. It is falling apart. We have apart. it about 20 years. <laughs> it's falling apart. Anyway, anyway, anyway. But I was actually Save looking at pennies. The, I was saying, <laughs> we'll get there eventually. Whatever you decide to do, start growing your own tomatoes, grow your own lettuce at mm. least, okay? Um, because we're looking at the prices of your lunch break if you're eating out. It's just saying, heading back to the office, costly flat white could leaving you flat broke. So they're looking at the cost of a flat white. Milk is up 15%. Coffee is up 10%. And when you look at a sandwich, wheat is up 62%. Irish lamb, 20% up. A tomato is up 63%. I think that's because they had a bad year in Do you know something? This is the thing. We can make a fortune so because I do have the lettuce, the tomatoes, (laughs) the spring onions growing. And randomly, yeah. there is wheat growing in our back garden. <laughs> Just out of so whatever birds drop that off. Yeah, thank you very much. We actually have wheat growing as well. See, chickens are mighty. If you get your own chickens, you have your own <laughs> eggs as well because they've gone up twenty-two percent. So look, there's the answer. There we go. Well, you know the best thing in the garden at this time of year and from now on, of course, are the flowers and the blossoms. So, um, in honour of that, here's a wee bit of the Buena Vista with Dos Gardenias. One of my favourite songs from that album as well. Just so romantic. Dos gardenias para ti 
con ella quiero decir te quiero te adoro mi vida ponle todas tu atención que serán tu corazón y el mío dos gardenias para ti que tendrán todo el calor de un beso de esos besos que te di y que jamás te encontrarán en el calor de otro querer a tu lado vivirán y se hablarán como cuando estás conmigo y hasta creerán que se dirán te quiero pero si un atardecer las gardenias de mi amor se Que tu amor me ha traicionado Porque existe otro querer And you're welcome back to the program. It's Elmery Moe and Connor Tallon with you until 10. And the text and WhatsApp, as always, while we're on air, is 0833 96 96 96. And so lovely to be getting your texts and messages in. Michael and Barry Rowe says, Elmery, did you watch the Tripovision last night? Oh, Michael, that's harsh. And you know what? I'm a massive fan of Eurovision normally. I truly, truly am. I ordinarily wouldn't miss it. And this year, I was listening to the second semi-final on the radio in the car because I just wouldn't make it back uh, to watch the TV in time. Um, I thought it was very hard lines on Brooke. And I'm curious about that kind of irregular voting thing that was being reported and whether or not that may or may not have had an impact on us. But you know, what's done is done and well done to Ukraine last night. Um, guy got home in time for the voting after the flight from Symphony concerts last night so saw the rest of the voting and the shenanigans that all goes on with that lovely to have some more uh, people requesting or suggesting music because I said to you what music makes you happy because that's really what I'm all about on a Sunday morning a little happy corner here going on Olivia says Gabriel's oboe just one of her most favourite pieces of all time I know that one and another Text on the WhatsApp. You haven't signed your name, but you've suggested a gorgeous one from Mita Hulin. I have shifting gears on the playlist a lot. Um, but of course, Mita from Clan, wonderful singer songwriter. So I've added her to the playlist for next week. Uh, Michael says, could you play Lost? from Ruby Horse before 20 to 10. So I will do my very, very, very best to get that in. But in the meantime, it's my greatest pleasure to reintroduce you to the discovery of the works in the Crawford Art Collection with this week's Return of the Work of the Week. great to be able to return to the work of the week again this week 
as we paint a picture of a frigate in Hall Bolan, painted in 1845 by an apprentice ship's carpenter who became a self-taught painter in his own right. It's great to be able to appreciate his work in the company of assistant curator Michael Waldron from the Crawford Art Gallery, where we find out an awful lot about the history of Cork Harbour and its importance over the years. Well, Mike, all I can say to you is, ahoy there, matey. How are you this week? (laughs) (laughs) I don't know what the response is, but I'm very well, and yourself. Absolutely, absolutely. The ship hasn't sailed on. We're looking at the harbour again, and it's great to see it as it was seen hundreds of years ago. It's great to see the importance of Cork Harbour is something that people have to be reminded about. In terms of the empire, this was this was a serious place. It meant an awful lot to the British Empire at the time, didn't it? It did. So the painting we're looking at is probably from around 1845, so it's a, you know, a, a huge, significant time in Irish history as well. Yeah. But yeah, the harbour is just, I mean, I think people are a little bit mistrustful of when we talk about how significant Cork Harbour was and continues to be in some ways. Yeah. I mean, it is a huge harbour. When we think of what the harbour is, it's the outer harbour around Rotel Point. It's the lower harbour in front of Cove and yeah. it stretches all the way up to Loch Mahon and the city. So it's, the reach of the harbour is, is very, very significant and it's because it is navigable, that's what makes it even more impressive. And I suppose that's what this painting is all about. I remember once being told, I never knew this, I mean, the depth of Cork Harbour is world famous, but plan B, if Great Britain had been invaded during the Second World War, their plan was to send the British naval fleet over to Cove, over to Cork Harbour because it was big enough and deep enough to take the whole lot. And this is where they'd hide. <laughs> they'd have a job, I think, because we were neutral at the time. <laughs> I suppose, yeah, Cork Harbour was, you know, it's one of the treaty ports up until 1938. So that sort of thinking, you know, and that joined-up thinking was, was definitely there. And Cork is blessed with many havens, not only Cork Harbour, but Kinsale and yeah. Bantry Bay and, and so on. But yeah, Cork was strategically located because it's on that really important route between Northern Europe and the UK and the Americas. It was an important place for stopping off, flying, particularly with butter and meat and so on. The harbour had its role. There's a lot of research ongoing as to, you know, what were the roles of the harbour in its history. Anyway, back in 1845, in its day, what could be seen then? Because it's the harbour in its kind of more simpler terms. A lot of the buildings were naval, weren't they? Yes, and I suppose we're keeping everyone in suspense because what are we even talking about? What are we looking um, at? We're yeah. talking about, <laughs> what are we looking at? So this is a, an oil painting about a metre across and it shows a view of Cork Harbour let's say, from the Cove waterfront. So, you know, if you're somewhere near the bandstand or something, and you're looking out, you can see Hull Bolin in the background, you can see Rocky Island, you can see the Martello Tower on the top of Ring of Skiddy. So you're looking sort of southwest. But the scene is dominated by a large sailing vessel, and it's on a very, very placid water, the pleasant day in Cork Harbour. And the painting is called Naval Frigate off Hall Bolan. 
it's by George Mency Weekly Atkinson. It's something of a time capsule, yeah. a particular view of Cork Harbour at a particular time. Now, the artist himself was no stranger to ships. He knew them intimately. <laughs> <laughs> he did. I mean, he he grew up in Cove. His parents were English, but he, he was born and raised in, in, in Cove. He was born in 1806, so it was C-O-V-E then, the Cove of Cork. Yeah. As a teenager, he went to sea as an apprentice ship's carpenter. So he would have known intimately the workings of a naval vessel of that time. He knew how they were rigged. He knew how how each piece fit together and particularly what needed to be replaced. And so when he came back to Cork from sea and got a desk job as a government surveyor of shipping and immigration, he then looked out on the shipping all the time so he could observe the harbour, its changes, what was coming in, what was going out, and he lived at Murview Terrace, so, you know, he had a fine vantage point. It's amazing because as a self-taught painter, his artistry was very, very advanced, wasn't it? It was. I mean, I think his, his paintings do vary in quality, mm-hmm. but this one is very, very fine. And, you know, for a self-taught painter, it's really impressive. Now, he's very accurate when it comes to the ship. The ship is his way to anchor. There you have the, the sails that are kind of drying out, so they're kind of they're quite relaxed. This is a, a very tranquil scene. You have a rowing boat kind of coming up from the left. Yeah. And you know, it's going to maybe bring people to or from the vessel. And he understood what he was looking at. Background sometimes was a bit generic. You know, he sometimes same backgrounds in, in many of his paintings. <laughs> so we have at least three with Hall Boland in the background. But this is before any of the development of the naval dockyard, any of the development of what was then, I suppose, the site of Irish steel. So it's a bit more open in terms of what we can see and there's more water before the eye. And it's part of your Port of Cork collection as well, isn't it? It is. So... I know we've spoken about it before, but happily, Cork Company donated their art collection to us late last year. And so this is part of the Port of Cork collection, but also part of our Port of Cork collection exhibition that is ongoing until the 28th of August. So lots of time to come and see this and many other works by Atkinson and other painters of the harbour through, I suppose, a period from the 1840s through to about 1960. So a lot of change, but a very particular artistic viewpoint as well. This painting doesn't tell us anything about, for instance, the famine. Yeah. So it is, it is a selective view yeah. as much as an accurate one. Listen, there's a lot going on in the gallery on Sunday, of course, today. There will be another guided tour, won't there? Yes. So every Sunday now and bank holidays as well, we have a free guided tour of the gallery at 2pm. So you don't have to book, you just show up and you meet right in our sculpture gallery on the ground floor and you'll be brought on a journey through the gallery to various exhibitions. And so we have something for everyone. We have Saturation, which is a contemporary photography show. It's colourful and it's about life before the lens. We have the Zurich Portrait Prize, which has come back to Cork. We have an exhibition about plants called Botanica, and of course we have the Port of Cork as well. 
That's brilliant altogether. Okay, that was a small little voyage there around the harbour, the history of Cork and the art history of Cork as well. I can see why they call you Dr. Michael Waldron. Thank you very much. (laughs) (laughs) Thanks a million, Connor. Isn't that just gorgeous? Sounds absolutely fantastic. And I know, Connor, you're doing some, a little bit more research there in the background. So while you're doing that, Thais, they can say, I'll give me in the Westerns, Nuna Skanoin, Buchali Bo, Ertijikahar, Harborgach Ina, Agsantachten Show, Isonadia Kuganay, Anskanon, the wonderful country. Oh, even Kyolde, near Honig Meyer, er, the wonderful country. Ach, lame, big country, a machkum. But, um, the rare and scale is, Simulan on Scanani show. She is Robert Mitchum, Julie London, August Gary Merrill, Napreev Ashtoris is Scanani show. Fui Stuart Robert Parrish, Dalek Martin Brady go Mexico, Blintho Hen, Margar Varig Shay, and Te Variga Aher. Well, Tainshake of Texas, Hun Idrigawalien of Er Varga Aram Davos, Cipriano Castro, a Britian Brady of Hus, August Anadis of Vinche, Tachtigafain, Guiter and Lastis Goni. So, Tons can also mul ach Mardurt Mehana near us in on Tacht Erkiol, um the wonderful country, ach ta big country agom Shinkon Ella on the Quagati, on Vlian Rivishin actually, like Gregory Peck as Gene Simmons, but Jerome Moss a hum on soundtrack as the Vuigshe on Oscar though on Vlian Shin, as Nur Ashton Tulesh, well taken to Kane Foss. So Shaw, there's no fans. Uh, the big country.
not just stunning stuff just stunning stuff now there is so much fantastic music happening around the place but can i give you a particular recommendation for um next Saturday at lunchtime because there's a beautiful series of concerts running at the moment in Triscoll and it's very well worth going onto the triscollartscentre.ie website to check out the details of the Bach to Einaudi series of concerts which have been curated by Dr. Fanula Moynihan and next Saturday there is a beautiful, beautiful lunchtime concert coming featuring Aoife Niathleach and Linda O'Connor. Now Aoife, of course, fantastic cellist and she's going to be playing Bach's Cello Suite Number 2 in D minor um, and absolutely <laughs> I go to see a concert with that alone. I Just going to be sublime. Really wonderful lunchtime escape. Um, but she's also been joined in that concert by Linda O'Connor on violin who is going to be playing Inaudi's um, Nuvole Bianche, uh, which is for violin and cello, one of Ainaudi's most celebrated compositions. So that is going to be a real treasure of a concert. Next Saturday, lunchtime in Triskel, is part of the Bach to Ainaudi concert series. Now here's one for fans of David Walliam's books. Awful Anti has been presented by a company from the UK, Heartbreak Productions. And they're currently on tour. They've been to Cork before with previous David Walliam's books adaptations and they were guests of Words by Water Conceal Literary Festival. Well, they're performing again today in Salia around four o'clock. So no worry, no wait. No need to worry about the weather. That's what they wrote a few weeks ago, anyway, in their press release. Well, we don't have to worry about it at all today. It's great. Uh, this performance is suitable for ages of seven plus who can look forward to a truly thrilling tale of owls, ghosts, chases, escapes, motorcycle rides, tiddlywinks, all filling Stella's days as she evades her menacing aunt and evades and saves the family home. So make sure you bring rugs or cushions to sit on well, and a picnic because the tale could take some time to tell. Yes, now, the rugs and all that kind of stuff is yeah. traditionally when they do it outdoors. Yeah. And when Words by Water... The Literary Festival in Kinsale invited this particular theatre company from England to uh, do David Walliams' production before. They did it outdoors. I think it was on the the green outside uh, the town hall. But because they were kind of preparing for the weather, it's going to be indoors. So you don't actually need all your rugs rugs. and everything like that today. It will be indoors in the Soilet Community Centre today. What time is it starting? Anyway, it's four o'clock. If you go to wordsbywater.ie, you have the uh, buy now button that you can click on. And it's for four o'clock until half past six. Yeah, a family ticket is 50 euro. um, But if you don't, if you're not bringing two adults and two children, that can correct their various other ticket breakdowns. And wishing them all the best of luck. Words by Water, of course, worth a website, worth following and checking out. um, And that Literary Festival will be coming to us later on in the year. We will have the West Cork Literary Festival long before that. Looking forward to talking to them about that too. Okay, we'll take a quick break. Heading for news next. Ready to pop the question? The jewelers at BlueNile.com have got sparkle down to a science with beautiful lab-grown diamonds worthy of your most brilliant moments. Their lab-grown diamonds are independently graded and guaranteed identical to natural diamonds and they're ready to ship to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. 
I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. The Arts House on Cork's 96FM and C103. We used to lose ourselves staring at the stars And there were hundreds of birds Orbiting our hearts And we were searching
Ruby Horse there, of course, played a massive stormer on Friday night, raising money for Ukraine. And that particular track I want to get lost was requested by Michael earlier on on the text line. And you can text to WhatsApp, of course, at any stage to 0833 96 96 96. I was asking earlier on this morning uh, because I was playing music from Molly Whelan and I said, what kind of music makes you happy? And I uh, always want to hear your suggestions. I see Mags sent a, a message earlier on on the WhatsApp uh, saying, thanks, Mags. I know you love tuning in and we are so grateful to you for being one of our regular, regular listeners here on a Sunday morning and you're always texting in to me uh, and you said you love music from the musicals. So I'm going to see if I can get something from the musicals before we finish up at 10 o'clock. Uh, Olivia also mentioned this next piece and the reason I'm playing it now is because it ties into my next guest. Uh, this is a dip in the toe of the music of Ennio Morricone and this is Gabriel Zobo.
There are some pieces, aren't there, that you just never get tired of. And that's just played so often. And it is, I think if I looked through the records, it probably is the top requested piece we would have had here for a long time on a Sunday morning. The beautiful Gabriel's oboe from Ennio Morricone's soundtrack to The Mission. And the music of Ennio Morricone and the man himself is being celebrated in a fantastic documentary, which is being screened in Cork this week as part of the Italian Film Festival. The Italian Film Festival, Marie, you never told us about this before. You're right, I didn't, because it's the first time we're having it in Cork in this way. And we are thrilled. We are so fortunate in Cork to have, of course, the long-standing Cork Film Festival and the Indie Cork Film Festival and Fastnet and Bera and First Cut and the French Film Festival. Isn't it just a fantastic celebration? Um, and a f- brilliant, brilliant groundwork of young filmmakers as well coming through. So the, the Italian Film Festival, guys, is the next one on the horizon. And to find out more about it and to see what is being screened, I chatted to Tracy O'Brien from the Gate Cinema. Tracy, this is great. It's a chance for Cork to be one of the host cities for the Italian Film Festival. This is the first time, isn't it? It is. I'm so, so delighted that they've come to us. So they're doing two movies in Dublin on Wednesday, but then we have the bulk of the festival with us down here in Cork. So that is running from Thursday 19th until Sunday 22nd in our Gate Cinema in North Main Street. So we are doing that in conjunction with um, new Italian cinema events. And we're also working with the Embassy of Italy in Dublin, the Italian Cultural Institute also in Dublin and with um, UCC are also partnering up for for this um, new festival. And, oh, I'm so delighted because, you know, Italian cinema is world-renowned for... There's just so much variety in it and so much heart and such incredible movies that they produce. So we're absolutely thrilled to be able to do a a little festival for it. And I love whenever there's a film festival. Let's face it, there's always a great vibe around the place and people get newly enthusiastic about new discoveries and things that are fresh, whether they're contemporary releases of fiction or documentary. And then you always have a couple of classics or things. And they're all of those ingredients are mixed in this festival again this week. Yeah, kicking off with Perfect Strangers. I'm not going to attempt the Italian pronunciation. Um, <laughs> I don't think I would do it anyway, bit of a justice. But uh, Perfect Strangers is showing with us on Thursday evening. So that's our opening fest- our opening movie for the festival. And um, it's just a really great dark comedy. It's, you know, seven strangers, phones around the table. Everybody, you know, everybody has something to hide. But, you know, it's it's like whose who secret is, is biggest and, and everything that it brings up, you know. So it's just a really, really fun, dark comedy to, to open the festival with. Absolutely. And we may have a special guest or two in attendance as well. So that is definitely worth coming along to that if you can on Thursday. And they're going to have a reception, a drinks reception afterwards. So they'll they'll give details of that at the screening. Well, you know what? You mix great Italian food and friends around a table and high passions. All the ingredients are there for (laughs) drama. And, what more and could you? Buckets of it. <laughs> Who needs that? Wagatha Christie. You yeah. know, this is, this <laughs> it, is it. You said it. <laughs> there's, okay. there's so much drama in, in around the table that nobody knows anything about, you know. It's wonderful. It really is. But yeah, you know, as you mentioned, there's there's such a big variety of things for this festival. Even though it's just four nights, it's, you know, eight movies. But so we've got, you know, comedy. There's like kind of thrillers. Um, there's a great documentary called Futura that we're showing and it's basically just interviewing kind of 15 to 20 year olds just like how they feel about their life now, what they think the future holds and from all different areas of Italy. So it's just really interesting to see kind of 
what they think life will be like, what, you know, and from the different regions, just the differences in their replies and that as well, just seeing like how their own locality has affected them. That's a really, really interesting one as well. And Futura, which is on Saturday at 8.15. You know, and the world is changing so fast. Time is changing so yeah. fast. Like, you know, and we can barely conceive of what's happening around the corner, never mind into the future. And I think yeah. um, documentaries like this are a great snapshot in time. I mean, we've only just finished all completing our time capsules yeah. for the census here in Ireland, looking at the past or trying to send a message mm-hmm. into the future. But documentaries like this are a great way of just kind of connecting us with what is universally common to us all yeah. in our vision and our wishes and our hopes. So um, that's a really interesting one. Mm-hmm. It's not the only documentary. There's a beautiful, big oh, documentary about I, Ennio Morricone. Oh, this is, you know, this is our closing film and tickets for this one have been selling quite well. So I'm really hoping we get we get a really good crowd for this. So this is, yeah, on, on Ennio Morricone. So it's uh, Giuseppe Tarantone's um, documentary. It's just a portrait of him, interviews with people he's worked with, from artists, directors, other musicians. It's just this fabulous, fabulous documentary. So it's, it's our closing film for the festival, and it's really such a fabulous film to be rounding out with. Because, I mean, you can't just talk about Italian cinema with your, when you're talking about Ennio Morricone. It's world mm-hmm. cinema. It's And it's not Absolutely. like his reach. His reach extends, his music extends beyond cinema. It's part of uh, our DNA near, nearly at, at this stage. There are yeah. a couple of great fiction. There's a great <laughs> one called The Great Silence. That looks interesting. Yes, yes, it does, doesn't it? Um, I love, see, I love dark comedy. I love dark humour. And I love, I think this one is a really interesting portrait as well of of character you know that who you think people are who you think people were you know when you remember who people were that that's not actually things aren't always what they seem and people aren't always who they seem so I think this is a really really interesting one and again you know it's an Italian and Polish one as well you know there's a few few other elements inside there so it's something that I think again that we can absolutely identify with Again, it's just showing the different movies that come from other places that actually they're the same as what we would watch anyway. They just happen to have subtitles, you know. <laughs> I, I really think that, you know, people give movies a shot and you, know, you want to see the big names and things, but, but maybe seeing something a little different or that might be from another country and you... You know, you're you're definitely not going to be missing out. You really will just be opening opening yourself to a whole new world, new world of cinema. Before I let you go, and that's not even yeah. all of the Italian film festival. There are more documentaries no. and things in there as well. So people can simply go onto the Gate <coughs> Cinema website and click yep. on the event cinema, and there's a subdivision there for the Italian film festival. Very exciting Absolutely. new event on the calendar in Cork. But speaking of event, there's actually a few other screenings that are off the beaten track or off the regular menu available in the gate this week. There are. Just speaking of subtitled movies, very briefly, I just would like to mention on Colin Kewen. So, you know, if this had been, I heard some fantastic reviews during the week and it is just such a gorgeous movie. But I think people are sometimes scared of fully Irish language movies. But it is subtitled and it is just an incredible film. Like, so proud to have this an Irish film. So this is showing across all gate cinemas this week um, and it's on all day, every day. So I would love for people to come and see that one. But yeah, we have a jam-packed week ahead of us. So we've got Little Mix. Um, the last show was last night, Saturday, um, from the O2 in London. So we're just doing an encore screening of that this evening at all gate cinemas. And then on Tuesday, we are showing Firebird. Um, so that is for International Day Against Homophobia. So that's Gay Cork on Tuesday. On 
Thursday, we are doing the last in our season from the Royal Opera House. So we're doing the always fabulous Swan Lake on Thursday 19th. Um, again, all gate cinemas. And we have Aha! The Movie on the 20th. So that's on Friday night. And that, again, all gate cinemas. Wonderful documentary about Aha! Who, you know, I didn't until I was booking this in and reading up about it, didn't realise they don't even speak to each other off stage. It's just no. wonderful. Wow. Yeah, absolutely oh, wow. crackers, isn't it? <laughs> yeah, they come, they do their music, and off they go again, you know. Um, and then next week, then we have our final um, exhibition on screen. So that is on Pissarro on the 24th, and then June. Oh, this is going to be a good one. We're doing George Michael's Freedom on Cut. So this documentary is showing across all gate cinemas. And George Michael had actually been working on this before he died. That's right. So he has narrated quite a lot of it. And there's behind the scenes footage, exclusive interviews. So obviously some um, concert footage and stuff like that. But this is going to be so fabulous. Like, and definitely, I think because he had been working on it prior to his death, that um, you know, we really will see like his last, his last words of what, of what he wanted to say to the world, you know. So that's on the 22nd of June. Oh, okay. Listen, Tracy O'Brien from the Gate Cinema, all that and more on the Gate Cinema website and people Absolutely. can check it out. Uh, but especially this week, the Italian Film Festival on its first yes. visit to Cork. Brilliant. Yes. Thanks a million. encourage everybody to come. Thanks so much, Emery. I really love that. Absolutely fantastic lineup in that programme. Some brilliant, brilliant films in the Italian Film Festival and then all those event screenings as well. So it's really cool. Um Speaking of movies and things you may have seen and classics you may have seen. Mm. Would you go and see Educating Rita? Because I have seen the film. Well, actually, I would because, first of all, it's been a while since I've seen the film. And secondly, the play on stage, it's a different dynamic completely altogether. Like, you know, I'm sure the film might give you some memories or flashbacks, but it's a great story. Great story of two journeys coming together about life, you know. Uh, Rita. The, Rita and the professor, like, you know. Uh, tottles, uh, teeters in on her heels into the university yeah. and meets her lecturer who has kind of given up on the He's joint run out of steam, yeah. Uh, yeah. Actually, here's a great clip from that movie. Uh, come in. Come in. For God's sake, come in. I'm coming in, Anna. It's that stupid bleeding handle on the door. You want to get it fixed? Uh, yes, yes, I, I, I meant to. Well, that's no good, is it? Always meaning to. You want to get on with it because one of these days you'll be shot and come in and it'll go on forever because the poor sod on the other side won't be able to get in and you won't be able to get out. And you are? I'm a what? Pardon? What? And you are? What is your name? Me first name. Well, that would at least constitute some sort of start, wouldn't it? Rita. Rita. Uh, here we are. Rita. It says here, Mrs. S. White. Oh, yes, that's S for Susan. That's just my real name. But I'm not a Susan anymore. I changed my name to Rita. <laughs> <laughs> Educating Susan wouldn't have had the same ring no. but oh my god what a classic clip that is of course there Michael Caine and Julie Walters it's actually all in that scene when you think about <sighs> it you know she opens the door you know 
Where? Ooh, <laughs> I see the levels you're working on there. Yes, indeed. And if you would like to see the play of Educating Rita in the setting of the Olimax of UCC, which kind of really brings, I can't imagine, that's just going to be so evocative, yeah, isn't it? Perfect. Well, Jim O'Mahony and Karen Ray are playing the two roles of Professor and Rita, who lands in on top of him and upends his life, and he, hers, indeed. Yeah. Uh, well, it's opening tonight. It is. In and the, if you go to yeah. Eventbrite and you want to book a ticket, you'll just see tonight's date on for today, but select a different date and you've got today, all at half seven in the evening, right? Sunday, Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday and Thursday. Okay. Well, I had a note from Mags earlier on who said she enjoys musicals. And when I just did a quick random there while we were listening to that particular clip, what popped up? Only something from Cole Porter. This is from Kiss Me Kate. It's the Broadway revival cast recording from 1999 of the musical. And this title just gives me a giggle (laughs) because I don't. But it's called I Hate Men. I can't abide them even now and then Then ever marry one of them I'd rest a virgin rather For husbands are a boring lot And only give you bother Of course I'm awfully glad that mother Had to marry father But I hate men Of all Types I've ever met within our democracy. I hate the most the athlete with his manner bold and brassy. He may have hair upon his chest, but sister, so has Lassie. Tis he who'll have the fun and be the baby. Call it rheumatism I hate men From all I've read alone in bed From A to Z about them If a 
Ladies, you must answer to what would we do without um steel Now, I know we're talking about the Cork Poetry Festival in a little while with Connor, but that is a lyric, isn't it? He may have hair upon his chest, but sister, so has Lassie. I mean, you get it all here on a Sunday morning, I'm telling you. Quartz 96FM and C103. The Arts House. And you're very welcome back to the programme. Now, I was laughing, I was saying about poetry and uh, quintessential lines that they say poetry is, you know, the best possible words in the best possible order. Isn't it? So, um, what is happening this week with the Poetry Festival? I suppose only a poet could have said that because it's very well said. Anyway, if you look at Wednesday, Thursday and Friday and right through to Saturday, basically in the Cork Arts Theatre and in Cork City Library, the Cork Poetry Festival is taking place. And if you go to corkpoetryfest.net, you'll find five, six events all listed half to right up to 10 o'clock every day. And each and every one of them will have the names of the poets or the interviewers. Like, for instance, uh, Thomas McCarthy in conversation with Cleon and Reard on. Like, yes. You know, and, that's uh, actually one I really would love to get to. That's one you'd like to catch. That's yeah. one in the Cork Arts Theatre. That's Arts Theatre at half past eight, right? On Tuesday? And that's on the Wednesday. On right? Wednesday. Okay, so, we need to put that in our own variation. If you don't know who's who or anything like that, literally just click on the box that says more details and it pops up and that's where you learn all about Jared Duffy, Lucy Holm, Mona Lynch, Joanne McCarthy, Neve O'Connell, all the names basically have driven, who have driven this festival, names from all around Cork and from all around the world who are coming to Cork for the festival. And it's as simple as that. Choose the one you want to go to and which venue. There's only two venues and the rest, I'm afraid, is well, it's up to the poets and the words. Oh, it'll be glorious. Yeah. I mean, from uh, open mic sessions to book launches and, and mm-hmm. the sharing of work and discussions. Yeah. I'd actually really be super interested in that one between uh, Thomas McCarthy and Cleena Nirirathon because, of course, Cleena was on with us from Paris where she's teaching and uh, translating and working in the Sorbonne in Paris um, about about that particular book that she wrote about the Cork poets and so I'd love actually to meet her properly now because we had to do all of that over Zoom and everything last year. Now then, today is my mum's birthday and so I want to say a huge happy birthday, happy birthday <laughs> to my mum and I don't always pull kind of nepotism and family cards and stuff like that you know but my mum was one of those people who just is responsible for giving me a love of poetry, a love of Gaelga, and a love of music. And this next song is one she would have sung to me in English now, I will say, not in Italian. But she would have sung this to me as a child when she was driving us in and out to school in the car and would have been trying to entertain me on the road from Inishannon to Cork every morning. So this is Jose Carreras for my mum. <laughs> Yamma, 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 yamma
love that one and you know when I started off this morning talking about songs that make me happy that song always makes me happy and just I can't help jigging around to it and doing a little happy dance but while I was actually uh, jigging around I was also trying to phone my next two guests who are joining us live on air this morning so good morning to Niall Wolf and to Ryan Morgan and I'm sure that particular piece for the two of you guys is definitely one in the repertoire oh yeah that's one of our favourite songs when we're doing corporate wedding events we get them to play the triangle while we sing that song. <laughs> okay. <laughs> because, the, of course, besides singing your individual concerts and all your love of opera and everything like that, the two of you work together a lot, don't you, Ryan? We do work together a lot, yeah, yeah. And um, it's, 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 it's been a pleasure, hasn't it, Niall, uh, for us to be gadding about the Irish countryside, me folded up like Crazy Legs Crane on the passenger side of your car. As we barrel around the Boreens, it's been wonderful. He, we, we ran out of conversation about three and a half years ago, so it's <laughs> lovely to be talking to you, Elmarie. <laughs> well, you know what? You are brothers in arms, brothers in tenors. I mean, again, as two tenors, you have travelled the country working together under various guises. And I'm laughing. You mentioned there about weddings, and I know um, the two of you were, in fact, singing at a wedding yesterday, weren't you, Niall? We were in Doolin. And the sun was cracking the stones and no one had any intention of going into dinner to listen to us bawling and screaming. But uh, <laughs> it was a, a fabulous wedding. A fabulous wedding, actually. It was a, a really good, one of those nights, you know, where people just out to have a great time and we were so delighted to be facilitating it. Well, you, you do, because I'm not talking about now singing at the, the ceremony in the church, and I know each of you is asked to do that quite a lot as well, to sing for people's weddings and ceremonies and that sort of thing. But together, ye do the singing waiters. Well, actually, last night we were doing two singing chefs, a black and a white chef, <laughs> um, as in costumes, yes. as in costumes. Yeah, yes. yeah, 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 jackets. The jackets, okay, clarify. Yeah, yeah, very important. I'm so glad you clarified that, right? <laughs> <laughs> the rival chefs who come from the kitchen to start a fight in the middle of the room. Oh, fantastic. I mean, like, when you're at a wedding, you want the crack like that, don't you? Well, it do indeed. Oh, it's rather scary seeing Niall wielding a spatula with such <laughs> with such venom towards me. It's uh, he's, he's he's quite scary when he gets going, you know. I mean, he's it, safe, sure. He's that much taller than me. I haven't got a chance. I couldn't reach him with a spatula. With I need a stepladder as well as a spatula. Really, give yeah. over. Listen, I know the two of you are such great buddies, and you have done so much work together. And it's been a few years actually since we had the two of you live in studio. But that was for a, a specific concert that was coming up in Cork at the time. There's no way I'd ask the two of you to go driving into studio first thing on a Sunday morning at the moment. When I know you're uh, gone both back to your respective houses, but you are coming together yet again 
Dublin next Sunday for a kind of not you're not going to be uh, getting everyone in the audience to wave their handkerchiefs in the air or start a fight or anything like that. This well, 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 you oh, never know. Okay. I, wouldn't, I wouldn't rule anything <laughs> out. Let's see where it goes. You know? <laughs> anything is possible. You know, we're very audience-led in this way. When we sing, we cause a lot of anger sometimes, don't we, Niall? We do. This is <laughs> me especially. <laughs> Where's that anger coming from? You were talking about Sunday Serenade. There's no anger in that particular title. Well, it depends, no. because there's a lot of rivalry who gets to sing what. Oh. You know, sometimes it's first man in, and, you know, that doesn't go down too well. <laughs> no, no, he's very pushy as own I Wolf. Very, very pushy indeed. Let's clarify for the listeners what on earth we're talking about this morning. This is, of course, the Mal Arts Centre in Yall next Sunday for a concert entitled Sunday Serenade. And, you know, that's sort of a very rarefied and grand and civilised and respectful uh, kind of title. Uh, not at all what the two of you are sounding like this oh, morning. Oh, that's because we've, we've Wallace with us. She tempers our, our enthusiasm. <laughs> she does. She brings a bit of class and respectability to the musical presentation. <laughs> yes. So what's going to happen? And which one of you is going to talk about it? I'll throw the ball first to you, Ryan. What's going to happen is that we are going to turn up to this wonderful uh, uh, theatre that's right on the seaside in Yall. Could you imagine? Can you imagine the, the, the wondrousness of being by the sea and listening to us sing? You know, the ability in order to get back out on the water and leave the country entirely after we've sung is absolutely, is very, very high. And we are going to, um, it's three o'clock, I think, isn't it, now? Yes, three o'clock. The Three o'clock, yeah, so it's not going to take a few whole day, you're going to really, really love it. And um, it's uh, us singing on stage, loads of old favourites, uh, bringing a bit of joy and happiness and levity to the summer. And then you get to go back out into the evening and enjoy the rest of the sunshine with a massive smile plastered over your face and a song in your heart. Does that sound good, bad? I think it sounds pretty good, really. It sounds divine. I mean, Niall... Concerts like this just bring you joy as well, besides the audience, don't, doesn't it? Oh, absolutely. It's, and, it, and it's so nice to be in front of an audience. And one of the nice is, while we do a lot of weddings and corporate events, you go to those as the invitee of, of one person. Yeah. When you do a concert, people have chosen to come and partake in the concert. There's a completely different atmosphere, and it's really wonderful for us as well, because you, in, in a live corporate or wedding event, you sort of have to please the masses, um, so I, what I'm trying to explain is that when people come to a concert, you've, you've more license to sing a beautiful ballad and people will, in, will enjoy it on a different level because they, they've chosen to be there rather than it being a surprise that appears in front of them that mm -hmm. requires a certain type of energy to keep the atmosphere going. Absolutely. So that's, that's the lovely thing that we get to do a real potpourri of music um, and with the three of us there, we've, we've, we've great musical choices. We've been working together for so long as well now. We've come into this habit of not quite knowing what will come next and we're able to gauge with the audience the way the, the mood of the room is going. And call it right there and then and work, call it work right with there it. And yeah. then. You no, know. We were even discussing now we've, we have a number of medleys. Which, which medley will we do? And maybe we'll even change it halfway through just to see the expression on Ryan's face. <laughs> well, well you know. this happens quite a bit. This happens quite a bit. <laughs> I personally like to have medleys um, where the audience sings along. Okay. And, and, and that isn't out of any sense of real inclusivity. It's more the fact that if I can see their lips, I've got a better chance of remembering the words myself. Uh-huh. <laughs> <laughs> so, I know, I think, the, I think the listeners will understand. I mean, like, each of you 
individually has the most beautiful and gorgeous tenor voice and I know you can sing the two of you actually have that ability to sing right across all genres I mean like Ryan I was following you on Facebook through lockdown and um, without the sort of classical concerts you took another deep dive into all sorts of other creativity um, unbeknownst to you Ryan Niall actually told tales on you like he sent me a text about no. you this morning <laughs> Well, this I, this is not a surprise. This is some, <laughs> this is this is something that he does to undermine me very very often. <laughs> Niall, what have you done? Uh, well, he, he texted not only about the stuff you were doing on Facebook, but he also texted about uh, how you were scared of the sea, but you go sea kayaking every week, um, oh, which I God. thought was uh, hilarious. Well, he did mention, of course, that you have been writing practically a poem a day for the whole year. So that's a kind of a nice little neat tie into the Cork Poetry Festival, which is happening this week, but also uh, the work you've been doing online, singing in your music studio. You have the most amazing collection of guitars, which I can see on Facebook book hanging on the wall and everything behind you and you I you call it so- my wall of frustration oh god well you have sung across <laughs> every genre the whole year haven't you I have yeah 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 I took the um, well I can't afford a Ferrari so for my midlife crisis I decided to uh, write a poem a day for a year I don't know why I just embarked upon it and it's been um uh, a, a really fabulous experience, actually. It's been an, a, a, a great... Because uh, I always thought I wasn't a particularly creative person. No, I'd go up on stage and I'd sing a few songs. And people seem to like it and all the rest of it. But I, ne- I never thought I could actually make something. Um, turns out I was wrong. I don't know whether it's good or bad. <laughs> but uh, turns out I can actually make things. Now, so, you're, being, um, you're being very so humble there. Because I know, Ryan, I have responded so much to some of your poetry. And I know um, whenever I click on Facebook... The response that there is to your poems is huge. Were you really surprised by that? Uh, yes, yes, totally yeah. surprised by that. Totally surprised by that. But um, yeah, I don't know what's going to happen next with those. I, I'm, I'm contemplating shoving them in a book, but I have about 430 now, so that's going to have to be rather a big book. That's a few volumes. Uh, ma- no, listen. Maybe I could use small type. That maybe. All- that all came, of course, um, as a reminder from Niall when he sent a text about you. Have you any um, stories you want to spill about him? Any stories <laughs> I want to spill about Niall? <laughs> oh, yeah. Oh, no, I, I won't I, put I, you on the spot. <laughs> 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 oh, but you know what? I know that the audience that come to the Mal Arts Centre and y'all next Sunday will just be uplifted by the joy and the crack between all of you, and especially by the music, you know, and as we said, that setting, the Mal Arts Centre in Yall, a great opportunity for people to discover that venue if they haven't done it already. I'm, well, I'm personally very looking forward to going to Yall. Um, it was where we took our lockdown break in 2020. At a very, very, you know, when they first opened the doors a little bit and you were allowed out a little bit, we went to Yall as a family and we had a most fabulous time. And I'm really looking forward to going back and to seeing for the people of Yall. And there are a, a good number of brides over the years whose weddings we've sung for who were from yours so we're hoping maybe they'll come along and we can embarrass them for a second time <laughs> why not <laughs> listen yes Connor. oh I'll turn your mic on there yeah, I've come up with a perfect name for your collection of poetry because we all know how tall you are Ryan so I think it should oh, be God. called it should be called small type 
Oh, that is a that is a brilliant idea. That's brilliant. That's excellent. Excellent. I'm gonna, I, can I nick that, Carl? Yeah, absolutely, it's all yours. Nick <laughs> well, Ryan Morgan and Niall Wolf, who of course will be joined by um, your soprano colleague as well, just Wallace. Um, uh, in the Mal Arts Centre in Yall next Sunday for Sunday Serenade. Tickets can be bought in advance, of course, um, I presume perhaps yeah. also on the door. What will people do about that, Niall? There are tickets, uh, the tickets are 15 euro and they're available from Heritage Tours, um, which is on the main street in Yall, and you can contact them on 087-959-3276 or you can book online with Eventbrite and there is a small booking fee if you're going that route. But yeah. I'm sure that even on the day there may well be tickets available, but it's obviously always better to book in advance and know you can get a seat, especially during these still slightly queer times that we live through. Yes, and if anyone missed that number, if you in fact just simply Google the Mal Arts Centre and it'll bring you to the yall.ie website, that number is also there on the homepage of the website if you want to book tickets, of course, during the course of the week. Listen, Ryan Morgan and Niall Wolf. So delighted to talk to the two of you. May the next time be in studio where we'll have you singing live again, but enjoy that concert together next week and continued success to you both. Thank you, Amri. Oh, thank you so much, Amri. Catch you later, Connor. Bye. Have a great day. Bye. 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 The Arts House on Cork's 96FM and C103. Alrighty then, there is actually so much happening. We need to kind of dip into a couple of the listings and bits and pieces. Yeah, where do we start? That are happening now. Yeah. We're going to start with reminding you that next Saturday night, the Cork Youth Orchestra take to the stage of City Hall with the band True Tides. It is going to be phenomenal <laughs> so if you haven't got your tickets already look them up online and uh, find the Cork Youth Orchestra see all the little uh, sneak videos from True Tides and get your tickets in for that also as well 21, 22, 23 that's next weekend uh, you were talking to Alan Kiley last week he was co-writer with Kevin Connolly of Shame the Devil the musical uh, telling the dramatic story of the failed Dripsy ambush and that's taking place on the 21st 22nd and 23rd that's Saturday, Sunday, Monday um, in Coachford Shame the Devil I want to say hello to Jimmy Crowley, who is coming to the Sea Church in Ballycotton on the 20th of May. So congratulations to him on that. That concert is with Eve Telford. And also, uh, finishing this weekend and also next weekend, the Inkwell Drama Group's production of Widow's Paradise is kind of one of those productions which is also running over two weekends. So they're on tonight. And also next weekend, it's another Sam McCree play. So lots and lots of comedy on the way in Tracton. Five women travel to stay in a caravan. Now, if Enough said. <laughs> if you've booked your seats for Sunday Serenade, of course you have, for Sunday the 22nd in the Mallard Centre. Well, before you go there, give the place a try out, first of all, if, if, if you haven't, and catch some jazz in the Mallard Centre. That's on Friday the 27th. Uh, can I say the best of luck to Douglas and District Lions Club today because they are hosting a 5k charity walk. Now, if you hadn't any plans for the afternoon, but now you see that in fact it's a nice afternoon, would you like to go and raise money for a good cause? Well, the cause is the 
St. Columba Girls National School with Facility for Deaf Children and St. Columba's Boys National School. They're supporting the purchase of a minibus. Okay, so we want to wish them all the very best of luck with that. They're starting at St. Michael's GAA Club in Black Rock and they're going to do a loop to come back and finish at the GA Club in Black Rock and they're starting to walk at 12 with the registration for walkers opening at half past 11. Uh, 10 euro is the fee. You pay it when you rock up to St. Michael's this morning. Um, Round about half 11 they'll start taking names and head off and enjoy the beautiful weather in aid of a good cause. Now two Saturdays in a row. Next Saturday and the following Saturday if you hop along to the Triscoll you can be treated from everything to Bach to Ion Audi. And this is Bach to Ion Audi 2 and Bach to Ion Audi 3 will be on the following Saturday the 28th of May in the Triscoll. Just look up the Triscoll's website for details of that. This weekend has the inaugural Stamp Pop-Up Festival taking place. Um, it's a collective effort by Bench Space, the fantastic Sample Studios and of course the wonderful Cork Craft and Design and Chandon Art Studios. So it's a pilot event. There's over 55 events taking place. Today, Sunday so many workshops. In fact a lot of the workshops are in fact booked out online and that sort of thing. The numbers contained for them were uh, fairly small but there are other things like you know you can have free admission on Emmet Place to see crafts people you know doing wood turning or making clay and all that sort of stuff and there's open studio exhibitions um, with painting sculpture woodwork and all sorts of stuff uh, taking place in the Shandon Art Studios as well well worth checking out if you haven't been there uh, admission uh, is free to that as well so you can check all of that out online today best of luck to them all okay and finally just go to the end of the month find out if you can what's happening on Africa Day because Africa Day is the 28th of May we'll have more details about that in next week's programme we certainly will we'll be chatting about that and a lot more there's so much happening isn't there um, I want to say hello to the Baldy Barber who sent in a text to say greetings from Court Mac Sherry well you lucky thing Mick great to get your text this morning you want to wish your daughter Sarah and your her friends Naomi, Rachel, Karen, Trevor and all the Monforts, all the best with their show Applause which takes place next week in the Opera House and so say all of us. Uh, another text in to say the Eurovision wasn't tripe vision it was fantastic. Every single bit of cringe and cliche you'd ever want or dream of in one show once a year stop complaining. Well you know what? Yeah, there is a lot to be said for that too. No way about it. Okay, um yep. We're almost out of time, which is a pity because I really wanted to play a piece from Jack O'Rourke, the, the coffee song, and I'm running out of time to get it in now, which is desperate. Are we a sip? A sip of coffee? Will we get it in? You know, I hate playing part of it yeah, because yeah. it's such a fantastic uh, we'll piece in and of itself. Because it's a movie all by itself so it's a story, it is that's yeah, not yeah, great yeah. Yeah. you know and so I'd I'd hate to, to spoil it but you know what um, put the coffee and hold so, some, yeah. yeah coffee and hold Jack O'Rourke will uh, top our, our next Sunday instead I'm going to go with some music from Ennio Marconi seeing as we were talking about the Italian Film Festival yeah. which is of course uh, opening this week and you can check out all the details if you've missed anything in the programme then listen back to the podcast and if we've missed anything on the programme it's up to you to, to get in us. touch yeah. so click on the website during the week send me an email and I will do my very very best this last week was a bit hairy but I'm promising I'm going to catch up on all the messages <laughs> over the course of this coming and week so is Lassie's chest yeah. that is <laughs> <laughs> here's the love theme from Cinema Parody so mm. we're talking <laughs> <laughs>
Well, you know, speaking of emails, I'm going to let the music playing there in the background because I see in the email and I'd hate to miss it. Tomorrow, the 16th of May, tomorrow morning in the Wilton Parish Centre, they're having their first listening event in almost three years. You're going to hear voices from Cork Folklore Project's collection of memories and folklore and details of a new collaboration with the Wilton Parish Centre are also going to be announced. And it's a community outreach initiative. So it's going to be presented by Kieran Murphy. I want to wish them all the very best of luck with that. He's the Community Oral History Outreach Officer with the Folklore Project. Tomorrow morning at 11 in the Wilton Parish Centre. And also, if you're just a fan of most divine music, well, check out the Cork Arts Theatre on Tuesday because the famous composer and guitarist Eduardo Martin joins the renowned young guitarist Ahmed Dickinson Chardenas to create a beautiful duo in a concert called The Bridge. That's well worth checking out in the Cork Arts Theatre on Tuesday night at 8 o'clock. That's it from us until next Sunday. Sloan. Corks 96FM and C103. The Arts House with Griffin's Potatoes. Straight from our soil to your table. Griffin's Potatoes are simply nutritious and delicious.